Howdy folks and welcome back for another episode of the podcast, episode 47 in fact. Absolutely loving the feedback from you guys regarding the podcast and the amazing guests I've had on the show. So to continue spreading that love and spreading a positive message on how to create a more sustainable plant-conscious lifestyle, don't forget to leave a rating and review on iTunes by simply clicking into the podcast app, tapping the weekly dose of euphoria podcast symbol, and scrolling to the bottom where it says rating and reviews. It would be much appreciated, guys, as the more reviews... The podcast has the higher it ranks and the more people can have access to this information. Now that housekeeping is out of the way, this week's special guest is an incredible athlete and trainer himself and that's none other than Daniel Pitasano from Primal Personal Training. Dan is doing great things in promoting an awesome, important message in a flooded fitness industry. He's promoting balance and sustainability through everything and in particular movement. He aims to coach you to be able to create habits that last a lifetime as opposed to short-term quick fixes. Anyone who knows Dan knows that he's an absolute sucker for form and technique and will drill that into you before loading up the weights, which is a fantastic thing. Dan is a wealth of knowledge and it was a pleasure having you on the show, Legend. Enjoy the show, folks. Daniel Pitasano, welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. Thanks, mate. How are we going? Yeah, good, good. That's Just good. to paint the picture for you guys, we are upstairs at Daniel's gym where he runs Primal PT out of up in Taylor's Lakes. We're in a Taekwondo room, so a different setting now, but um, I'm sure we're going to roll with it, isn't that right, mate? For sure, for sure. <laughs> Daniel, you're doing amazing things with Primal PT, mate. You're promoting sustainable movement patterns, and you're, and you're providing people with a platform to be able to make sustainable habits that last a lifetime as opposed to, you know, short stints of of energy towards a goal focused thing so I love what you're doing mate we're going to get into that and your background in the fitness industry a bit later on but let's bring it right back to the beginning and talk to me about your upbringing what was life yeah, like for, for you sure, man so obviously as a young kid I was very very sporty I wasn't that kid that was kind of you know on the Xbox or on the PlayStation I was always the kid that was outside so I lived in a, a dead-end street which I still live in um, and if you look at that that fence there, it's just full of ball marks. So I was always um, outside playing footy, playing cricket, um, and just smacking the balls against the uh, the fence there. It was, it was great fun. <laughs> I love it. So you move it. your childhood was heavily orientated around movement. Sure. And talk to us a, a little bit about your school life. What, what was that like for you? Did you know what you wanted to do straight out of school? Um, in terms of knowing what I want, not really, but I always loved fitness and health. I played footy from under 10s all the way. Um, to 18s um, so sport was always there and all types of sports so even PE when I was doing PE back at at school that was probably that was definitely my number one subject um, I was a bit of a competitive competitive kid because um, I always just wanted to get better at certain stuff but yeah now sports been in my life for so long and I'll, I'll, I'll never change yeah definitely that's the my memories of you anyway going to school together mate was um it was always awesome bumping into in the yard and you always had a ball in your head that's for sure always. so Daniel talk to us a little bit how you got into the fitness industry and and how did you create that passion for fitness and make it a reality yeah so when I was in year 10 we had um, as you would have had to probably the work experience um, and I did it firstly at a physio um, thinking I was gonna become a physio um, so I learned a lot there um, and then my second one was at a PT studio um, which I learned a lot there and then I the third one was at a gym um, so that was good fun too I learned a lot there um, back then I didn't know much about the fitness industry so I pretty much believed everything the personal trainer said um, 
but great experience at the same time. Then in year 10, I actually, uh, core wellness opened up and I was originally employed as a swim instructor. Um, so that was good fun and my boss approached me and she said, you know, do you want to work in the gym? And I said, perfect. So I did my certificate three. A few years later, did my certificate four and then haven't looked back. Awesome, dude. And and back on the work experience sector, having the first orientation with physiotherapy and knowing what you do now, how did you know that come into your role as a PT and how has that benefited you with, with your training and coaching at the yeah, moment? For sure. So the human body is amazing. It can do amazing things, as you probably already know. Um, and seeing how it can it can work you know, with, with massage and, and movement and the ways it can help, um, that's when I thought, why do people need medications um, when movement is, is so important, you know, in, improving strength, improving fitness. Um, so, yeah, that's why, that's why I loved it. Yeah, definitely, dude. And, again, with your, your placement sector, again, the, it was your first little taste of the fitness industry. And, and when did you decide that, you know, that was the career that you wanted to go down and what sort of, you know, goals did you have at that point in time to, to be able to pursue? Yeah, so back then, again, my knowledge wasn't the greatest, but I've always, I was always um, big on how the body looked as well. I think back then when you're, when you're 16, all you care about is really getting big biceps. Yeah, so, definitely, yeah, so, beach muscles. Yeah, the beach muscles. So all I literally did when I was like 15, 16 was just working those, those muscles you saw in the mirror. So again, all I cared about was kind of, you know, getting big, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, I learned a lot um, throughout the years and going from you know those split programs since you know more strength programs um that was a big thing for me and obviously listen to a lot of um people on you know different podcasts and i do a lot of research through through youtube and, and readings and making sure my knowledge is always increased because um, knowledge is so important in this in this day and age as well so definitely always focus on that I'll bring you back a peg there, Daniel, and you mentioned that you were just in the gym training those physical muscles, the beach yeah. muscles, blah, blah, blah. What sort of put that in your mind and what shaped your mindset that you, you know, you had to train those muscles and why, you know, what sort of resources were you looking at then yeah, to be able to shape sure. that mindset? I think just as a young kid as well, and I th even now, like I see these young kids coming to the gym and all they want to do is, is it's looking good. Um, they don't really, and again, they're young, they don't, they don't really understand that much, but it's, you know, I want to look good for, for certain reasons, whether it's, you know, to get that girl or, um, yeah. So for me, I just wanted to make sure I, I was big enough and um, I didn't really care about what Jim did for me in terms of the way I moved, but more so how big I could get, that bodybuilding mindset kind of thing. So Definitely. Mm. What role do you think that played in, in your journey into the fitness industry and did it leave any sour taste or did it benefit you in any way? Um, Put you on the spot here, mate. Yeah, I know, it's hard. No, back then, again, I, I didn't really know much about the... F I, I knew about the fitness industry, but in terms of my knowledge, it, I didn't really know much. All I cared about was looking good. I know it sounds a bit weird, but I think most people in the, that come to the gym just want to look good. Their goals aren't really, um, you know, to get stronger. It's more how big can I get or how lean can I get. It's not so much um, how much I can feel good. Um, so I think, yeah, changing the mindset of a lot of people is what I'm trying to do. Um, have different set of goals as well. So Yeah, for sure. And I think that's such a crucial part of reaching your goals and, and achieving, you know, overall health and, and longevity with that is sure. changing your mindset and changing your goals towards that. How do you 
change your client's mindset and any tips for listeners out there that are you know, just getting into the fitness industry, just got a gym membership and want to train those muscles, how can we encourage them to be able to create more sustainable habits? Sure. So one of the first things I do is sit down with the client um, and I talk about their goals. And usually the most, um, most common thing I get is I just want to lose weight. It's like, all right, why do you want to lose weight? People don't really think about why they just want to lose weight. They might say to me, I want to lose 50 kilos. I'm like, that's a massive goal. So I think setting different specific goals um, is is way better um, for someone's, you know, to achieve them. Um, even in terms of uh, if someone came up to me and said, um, I want to get stronger. It's like, why do you want to get stronger? Um, I always go back to setting things like, are you going on a holiday or... Are you doing like a, a Tough Mudder or a Spartan race? Things to work towards, not just things like, oh, I want to get bigger. Yeah, for sure. Really having like a finish line in, in progress. So I guess I was doing a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a, a dude from Canada doing amazing things and trying to shift people's mindset as well, similar to you, and encouraging people to and trainers to ask them why they want to feel that way and you're definitely doing that and I think that's a crucial part to put the onus on the, the client or the person that's wanting to achieve their goal and really dig deeper and ask themselves why they want to achieve yeah. that goal because you know in this day and age you see marketing and the marketing teams behind these things are great they're doing an awesome job um, but they're promoting the wrong message and they always got those people with chiseled abs and, yeah. and nice bodies for yeah. females just to try and you know promote that that for everybody and that's the one that's the goal that everybody's tra- uh, chasing when they come into the gym so i really think you're doing a, an important job here dan now along with your journey into the fitness industry let's talk a little bit about that how long have you been in here and, and what sort of things have you learned along the way yeah so i've been in the fitness industry for a while now um did my cert three when i was 16 so it's nearly 10 years um well it is 10 years now um, so yeah, I've been in the fitness industry for a, a long time, um, and obviously my perception has completely changed from when I first started. Um, my knowledge has completely changed, um, and what I'm trying to do now is my my goals for people are totally different. I think most PTs, and this is what I see a lot, believe that when they do train their clients, that if they're not sweating, if they're not feeling like they've got that burn, if they're not leaving the gym and they can't walk out of the gym, that their client feels like they're judging them um, when it doesn't work like that the way I approach my clients the way I approach any type of session I do is I want to make sure they can train the next day and the next day and the next day not just absolutely smash their legs um, so they can't walk or they can't even go to work um, because that puts people off too Um, if someone's too sore um, it puts them off so the way I kind of think is train smarter not harder um, so again, changing mindsets of people that you don't need to train so so hard to get results. Doesn't have to be the best session every session, no, does it, mate? Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. I was. I, I'm a big pod, podcast fanatic. If you guys haven't realised yeah. already, I was listening to a podcast the other day about the exact topic that you're talking about and there's this personal trainer over in the UK and he trains all these Victoria's Secret models and and does all that stuff and and he was saying the exact same thing as you he never really trains his clients or his members to failure so they can't walk the next day Mm. he said because that promotes inactivity the next day and it preaches an unsustainable you know result if you're sore the last thing you want to do is get up movement's the best thing for it and it it. scares people like a lot of people have a fear if they come to the gym and they they work too hard that like we said that it's it's going to affect their day or possibly affect their week so a lot of people get scared of that so they decide why don't i just stay home and chill yeah so. definitely excellent so 
let's talk a little bit about your training as well, Dan, and how that's impacted your coaching. What? Sure. When did you first start training back into the 16-year-old days where you were just training yeah. beach muscles, and how yeah. has that evolved now? So back when I was probably 14, maybe, I did a. I was down at the gym in East Keelan. I used to do a thing called Teen Gym. So I was allowed to go into the gym for 45 minutes twice a week. Um, was only pin-loaded machines, and they were only let me do... Uh, two plates so it wasn't heavy at all um, and then from there I did learn a lot um, from there I then decided I was going to get a membership down at another gym and just try to teach myself everything again it was always go from biceps to chest then I'll do a <laughs> bit of biceps and, and then I'll do a bit more biceps so it, was, it, it wasn't it wasn't really smart but um, I did learn a lot then and then from there I started to research more and watch a lot of YouTube videos of different bodybuilders. So bodybuilding was something I was really interested in. Um, and that's when I kind of learned about the split programs, you know, doing the, the typical back buys, chest tries, um, leg day kind of, kind of workouts. Um, then I thought, nah, this is getting boring. I want to change it up. So then I'm like, oh, I might try CrossFit. So I tried a few different CrossFit gyms. Sorry, Dan, I'll stop you there. For the listeners at home, can you explain what CrossFit is and, and give us a little breakdown of what that is? Awesome. So CrossFit's pretty much a, well, they define it as a sport nowadays, um, which is like a test of fitness. So it's a mixture of gymnastics movements with weightlifting movements, and they put it into to workout. So the thing I like about it is um, you're not only getting strong, but you're getting fit. And the best analogy I have is you've got a, a marathon runner, a weightlifter, and a CrossFit in, in the middle. Um, so you try to get a marathon runner to lift heavy weights, they're probably going to struggle. You try to get a marathon runner to lift... Wow, I just said that, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> you try to get a uh, weightlifter to run a marathon and they're going to struggle. Um, but a CrossFitter can kind of do both. Um, you know, they, they can lift heavy, but they can still run kind of thing. So I've been doing that for about five years now down at um, CrossFit Calder. Um, shout out to them. Um, and loving it. Um, and obviously, I do a bit of weightlifting as well, so... With weightlifting, it's very technique-based. So I'm, if you haven't seen my videos yet on my Instagram, I'm massive on technique and I hate, hate bad form. So I'm massive on that. Definitely, I've been um, having a little chuckle at your, yeah, yeah. your little Instagram yeah, stories yeah, about that. Yeah. It's so true. Exaggerating a little bit, but I'm actually quite serious about doing <laughs> yeah. I love it, mate. And what has CrossFit taught you and, and what are the benefits in terms of your own fitness that you've achieved from that? Yeah, so... One of the best things I love about that type of training is the community aspect. So being able to kind of train with a group of great people, um, all just wanting to get fit and strong. Um, all, of, all of us, every time we train, we have a laugh. It's not so serious. So seeing that's great. And, you know, coming to a gym, sometimes you see people with their headphones in. No one wants to talk. They just want to kind of do their own thing and then get out, which is cool. But I think being in a great community aspect, you know, having fun as well is what makes it so much better. Agreed. Mm. And I think that's why group fitness classes in particular this day and age are thriving. Mm. Yes, people want to go in, get their sweat and go home, but yeah. a lot of people are loving, you know, the community aspect, yeah. the high five they give each other yeah, exactly. after the session. It's exactly. electric. And I know coaching group fitness classes and yourself as well, Dan, the energy you get as a trainer from that sort of environment is, is definitely thrilling as well and, and it fuels into your day. So that's why group fitness classes are going so well at the moment. Sure. And after CrossFit, then what sort of um, road did you lead lead into then? Or are you still currently doing CrossFit? I'm still currently doing it. Um, at the start of the year, I decided just to give weightlifting a go. Um, so I did that, believe it or not, only for four weeks, where I just did weightlifting, competed um, at one of the a comps in Coburg, 
and surprisingly in my weight category uh, got a national record so that was pretty pretty uh shocking i couldn't believe i did that in about four weeks but that was that was good good experience um but yeah that was that was pretty fun actually that's epic dude and i guess a testament to your crossfit background as well you know evolving all different movement patterns and all different categories of fitness enable you to pick up the weightlifting a bit easier than someone that's just starting out exactly awesome now for anyone that's new to the fitness industry you know and really likes the idea of crossfit or or really likes likes the idea of of getting fit and getting moving what sort of tips would you have for them starting out in terms of creating a a sustainable you know long-term plan I think for anyone that wants to start out in any type of, whether it's bodybuilding, CrossFit, weightlifting, anything, they've got to learn how to move weight properly. So one of the things I can't stand is, you know, someone that's just come off the street and go straight to a bar and start deadlifting it, but they've got really, really bad form. They then hurt themselves and then blame the movement or blame the gym for hurting themselves. It's and promoting unsustainable habits that people can go out there again. and give everything so they've got for six weeks and goal, then just lay off for the yeah, other. What I'm trying to get around, get across to people is just lift with great technique. And if you don't know how to seek advice, I think advice from you know different types of trainers um, to lift with proper technique. Um, if you can do that, then then the results will come for sure that's an awesome bit of advice dude and and i guess in this day and age we're surrounded by technology and instagram and youtube is flooded with Mm. you know correct technique videos on on how to perform the movement properly so utilize that before heading into a gym if you if you're not in the circumstances to be able to seek guidance from a a trainer or anything like that but i'm sure that you know in any gym environment they're the people they're employed there to help so ask them the question and 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 a lot of people are intimidated like for anyone out there listening like don't be scared to go up to someone because i guess it's like if you put it this way it's like going into a test and doing maths and not knowing what you're doing but you're going to do this test anyway you're probably going to fail it it's similar to gym if you go into a gym and have no idea what you're doing and you try to do an exercise you're probably going to do it the wrong way um so that's why utilize us and lift with great form and you'll see the results yeah definitely that's a great bit of advice there dan now i know you know the common in fitness industry these days is is promoting unsustainable habits not all pillars in the fitness industry but a lot of it is promoting unsustainable habits through you know six eight week challenges where it's promoting unsustainable habits that people can go out there and give everything they've got for six weeks and then just lay off for the other weeks of the year so why do you think the fitness industry is unfit and how can we turn that around no it's one thing i i can't stand is the thing i do like about challenges six week challenges or 12 week challenges is they get people moving um that's a good thing they can teach people how to kind of lift in certain ways but like you said they're not sustainable so a lot of these like challenges will get people to you know eat really good for a certain amount of time train really hard for a certain amount of time and then it's like you're on your own now and then people probably are going to put weight on again um the eating habits go down again because they've got no more goal so i think like if you're going to do challenges it should be a way to kind of teach them to be sustainable um, and that's when they're going to be successful not just for certain amounts of weeks because obviously people are just going to put weight back on yeah definitely and it's not only the weight aspect it's you know the motivation and, and it's the movement you said that was key at 
all through this podcast you've been nailing movement and I agree with you the great thing about challenges is you're getting people moving but it's only for a short period of yeah. time so if we can tweak that and and instead of getting people to train six days a week for four weeks yeah. let's bring it back down and try and get people to train three days a week yeah. for 52 weeks yeah. of the year if we can promote sustainable habits like that I think you know it's going to have a massive buy-in from the fitness industry and people are going to feel better yeah and, and a lot of people I think seek quick fixes so they'll go to challenges like this they lose the weight and they again put it back on or I'm big on um, if you have seen my Instagram I'm, I'm a massive hater of certain types of supplements you know those fat burners like alcarnine they're just money wasting supplements that you don't need um, if your nutrition's right um, and you want to lose weight through like a calorie deficit or something that's when you can lose weight not through these like fat burners tablets um, things like that I hate them they're just worth it. <laughs> I hate them, mate. I agree, mate. Yeah. And being surrounded, you know, by supplements in... I used to work at a health food store as yeah. well, and I, the common question I always got was, how do I lose weight without yeah. moving? And yeah. and we'd have things on the shelves, and, you know, my manager was always telling me, you know, move the products, move the products, but I just didn't feel right selling something to someone knowing that it's going to create some unsustainable habits, yeah. and, and it's going to get them down a, a spiral of of trauma for lack of a better term so um i think in terms of someone that has those goals and and is trying to lose weight what is the the best outlook for them and how can they seek advice from from a trainer what what to do i think number one is just enjoying it enjoy the experience because it's not just for a short term it should be for the rest of your life i feel like you know if you can get a good program or a good trainer or even just a good gym environment man you'll kill it whoever you are you'll kill it um just having a bit of knowledge though. So again, utilizing us um, as PTs, um, utilizing anyone on the gym floor and just learning the benefits of gym and what makes it so good. Um, it's like too, if someone injures themselves, like one of the best things you can do is move. We're born to move. So, you know, if you've got um, knee problems, then, you know, resting for a long, long period of time will only get weaker. So if you can kind of learn how to squat properly or learn how to lunge properly, do mobility stuff for it, then you're going to get stronger just through movement. Movement's so important. Everyone should be doing it. Definitely. I'll just add in there, guys, make sure you consult someone. If you've got an injury before, just go into sure. squat. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But a lot of, you know... Um, professionals in that field like physios chiropractors my therapists they're all promoting movement to be able to heal and strengthen the surrounding muscles yes you know rest time is important but we need to be able to train that that certain muscle or ligament or, or what what not to be able to move correctly again so um yeah movement is key through all pillars of life dan now what are you doing with primal pt mate i see seeing you um, look back, I'm, I'm really happy to see that you're killing it at the moment. You're promoting such a great message. Talk to us a little bit about Primal PT and how did it start? Yeah, so I started in April. So obviously I've been in the fitness industry for so long, but I thought now is the perfect time to do it. I've, I've traveled a fair bit, um, so I wasn't really totally dedicated to opening up my own little own little business. And now that I've got the time, I'm like, all right, now I've got to take this really, really seriously and just start promoting my message because my message is so important, I believe. Okay. Because... Um, at the end of the day, all I want is for people to move. All I want is for people to kind of lift with great techniques so they don't injure themselves because injuries in the gym are just, it's ridiculous. Um, I just want to see everyone in the gym lifting with proper, proper form and that's when I'll be happy. Yeah, excellent, mate. And for the listeners at home, what are you doing at Primal PT and, and how do you go about your, your business? Yeah, so at the moment I'm PTing a fair few different people, which is great. Um, I run a few classes as well. 
Um, I'm also doing coaching at the CrossFit gym. I train it as well. So again, all technique based, which is great. Um, so it's always changing, which is fun. So I'm not just only PTing. I'm obviously running some classes as well, which is great as well. Yeah, definitely a varied approach here, mate. Now we've spoken about a gym environment a lot in this in this chat, and we've spoken about how can someone combat, you know, the common misconceptions or the common, you know, what, what's fashionable in the gym at the moment. But for someone that really doesn't want to get into a gym environment, what can they do to move their body, and why is what people do outside of you know their sessions so important? Yes, yeah, so I don't even like. If you're struggling to even get into a gym, just go for a walk. Do something where you're not just kind of, you know, sitting down watching TV. Because at the end of the day, you're just going to get weaker. So even if it's just a simple walk, um, ideally, like, getting into a gym would be great. Not just good for your physical health, but your mental health as well, which is so important. Um, But, yeah, just even surrounding yourself with, you know, supportive environment is, is great. That's what you want. Yeah, great answer, mate. I'm a massive advocate for, you know, getting people moving and whether it's walking your dog or, or going for a 15-minute walk, it's, it's 10 times better, you know, getting the blood flowing, getting your lymphatic system activating, which is so important for, you know, lymphatic drainage and, and removal of toxins from the body is fantastic for overall longevity and overall health. So I think movement is key. And if you guys are, if you're struggling to get outside or find the motivation, the sun is absolutely beaming at the moment. So there's really no excuse to be able to get all these health benefits just to you know move your body as well and get outside and get active so great great message that you're spreading mate now we've touched on why movement is so important now why do you think that a lot of people get you know um disheartened by their movement and end up moving for a short period of time and then stopping what do you think are people's barriers commonly that you've noticed in the fitness industry that uh, causes people to stop moving so I think sometimes not seeing results is a massive one. A lot of people come into the gym and they they weigh themselves every single day and obviously weighing yourself every single day is not, not the best thing to do um, mentally as well because then it just puts you down. Um, so that's definitely one. Um, yeah, excellent. And how can someone get over that barrier and stop, um, you know, stop, you mentioned the scales before weighing themselves every day. How can someone stop focusing on that physical result in fitness and how can they start shifting their focus towards a you know more sustainable habit and looking at at markers in their lifestyle to be able to measure their goals sure so one thing i get my clients to do is not to um, get on the scales for one um, just take photos and the thing is taking photos is great because you can see you know if you've gotten results but another thing is just how you feel you'll know if you've lost weight um, you'll know if you've gotten results um, even through clothes um, compliments from family and friends I don't know why people have to go on the scales to see if they've got results because there's too many variables through, through the scales as well. Talk to us about some of those variables, Dan. Yeah, so it could be like what time of the day it is, if it's morning or night, if you've eaten, if you've done weight training. Um, for females, if it's the time of the month. So there's, there's so many different variables out there, but people still think they need to weigh themselves to see if they've got results. So I'm trying to change that mindset of people as well. Definitely, and I think you know weighing yourself is only one uh, one important factor in uh, uh, like a spectrum of health. So if we're narrowing all our results and and planning goals based on one factor of our health, we're missing out on eight to ten other important sure. controllables. And I guess, can... and if you're a weightlifter for a jockey or a, something that you needs a weight category, then sure, weigh yourself. But in terms of you know someone that wants to get stronger, I don't think you need to do it. Yeah, agreed, mate. Yeah. Agreed, definitely. Now. And talk to us a little bit about your future plans with the fitness industry and, and your training in particular. Where do you see yourself, you know, going in, in the near future? Um, 
for me personally is just keep doing what I'm doing to be honest I just want to keep training and enjoying my training um I, don't, I never take training too serious unless I'm obviously doing a competition but um at the moment I'm loving it I'm loving the environment I'm in I'm loving just helping people and I'm to be honest the, the best thing about what I'm trying to promote at the moment is just changing the mindset of people people put too much pressure on themselves and I can't stand that um especially if they're not seeing results a lot of people demand results um in that short period of time when it should be for the rest of your life yeah definitely great sustainable message that you're you're promoting mate and how do you talk us through a consultation a basic sample consultation of how you'd encourage your you know your client to come in with a a different mindset as opposed to you know a narrowed goal so i'm coming in i want to lose 10 kilos how would you coach me through that dan um first of all i'd obviously just sit you down and just and just have a chat chat to you and first thing i'd ask is um have you ever been 10 kilos lighter which i'm sure you have um as a young kid but and you know how how did you feel when you were 10 kilos lighter and why were you 10 kilos like i've had clients before that you know have gained 10 kilos in a in a in a few years um but back then they would they were training more you know they were playing sports and then obviously they stopped playing sports um stuff's got in the way of their training so it's just kind of bringing them back to that moment um and how good they felt to kind of motivate them to do it again yeah awesome man and i love how you linked it back to how you feel we spoke about it a few t- <clears throat> excuse me we've spoken about it a few times in the podcast linking it back to an emotion and and people do connect to emotions and if we can get people to create sustainable goals and create habits off people's emotions then you know i think that's the key to longevity and sustainability through exercise and nutrition Dan, what would you say to 16-year-old Daniel getting into the gym for the first time, looking back on, on all the knowledge you've obtained in the past 10 years of the industry, and, and, and what would you say to yourself, mate? That's actually a great question. Um, what would I say to myself? I'd probably say to myself, don't take it too seriously. Like, I've got so... I, back then, if I were to look at myself now, I'd be like, just, you've got so much time to train. Um don't worry too much what your body looks like um trying to work them biceps too much (laughs) um yeah so if i were to kind of see myself again at 16 i'd probably you know tell myself that those bigger compound movements you know such as those you know those deadlifts those squats um pressing would would have been so much more beneficial for me back then um and just seek advice of how to actually do those those movements you know technique advice um again because obviously those movements there are just so technique driven that if I would have learned them back then, um, I would have got so much more benefits out of it. Yeah, definitely. I think the thing with compound movements that I've learned um, being in the fitness industry is they're real life movements that we do in our day to day life. Functional like movements, a yeah. deadlift is pretending you're picking up five, six bags of groceries at the For same sure. time. If you can get that correct technique, you know, you're only going to make one trip from the car from the car to this house, for, for sure. starters, which is a massive positive. Yeah. But you're going to be able to, you know, move more effectively throughout your day-to-day habits. Like squatting is sitting down on a chair without your lower back taking yeah, and, over. Yeah, and the thing is, back when I was 16, I was still playing footy and, you know, doing bicep curls probably didn't benefit me at all in terms of, you know, improving my performance, so... Yeah. yeah, definitely. So I think a key takeaway for people before we wrap up the podcast, man, is don't be afraid to seek advice and don't be afraid to self-educate. Um, we don't know it all. Me and Daniel don't know it all, but we're just trying to help people, you know, 
find their purpose and find their journey and, and create sustainable movement patterns. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to research. We've got all the resources in front of us and ultimately enjoy your training because life's too short to be, you know, I agree. doing burpees every single day. For sure. Although I like burpees yeah. and probably Same you do too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a CrossFit background. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Daniel, thanks so much for your time, mate. It's been a pleasure having you on and picking your brain about uh, a topic that you're so passionate about. And I think you're doing great things with Primal, buddy, so I wish you all the best. Before we wrap it up, where can we contact you and how can someone get in contact to ask you some questions if they've resonated with anything you've said in the podcast? Yeah, so I've got my Instagram page, Primal underscore PT, and also just my Facebook page, um, Primal Personal Training. So just through there at the moment. Cool, and I'll have those in the show notes for you guys. Thanks again, bud. No worries, man. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria.